0: chapter 10, verse 3 to verse 5. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. i going to continue that reading That. Uh... That Ruth brought to us early in the service from John chapter 10. I'm reading from uh, verse 7. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters me through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is the hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep knows me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father And I lay down my life for the sheep. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you are a God who speaks. That over the centuries you have continued to speak to your people. And our prayer this morning is that our ears might be open to hearing from you. That we might listen as you speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, over the last few weeks here at Lund, we've been doing this thing called uh, the prayer course, and our focus has been on prayer, and uh, we've been doing all sorts of things. We've been looking, basically, it's been all around the Lord's Prayer. Uh, we, be, we, be, we began with reminding us that the Lord's Prayer came out of that request from the disciples who said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. And we began by looking at Jesus' routine and that he had a a place of prayer in his life. Uh, We looked at the disciples' request and how Jesus gave them this uh, Lord's Prayer, the perfecting of prayer. And we looked at Jesus' response and the pattern of prayer. And Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. And then we thought about your kingdom come and we said this was about living under God's reign, about your will be done and that was about living under God's rule and on earth as it is in heaven, and that was living under God's realm. And then last week we were thinking about the difficult problem of unanswered prayer. And we were thinking about uh, the honesty of unanswered prayer, and recognising that sometimes we weren't always uh, honest in reporting back how our prayers have been answered. We looked at the history of unanswered prayer and reminded ourselves that uh, Christians throughout the centuries have struggled with having no answers to their prayers and we, we, we left it with the mystery of unanswered prayer and we said that we have to live in this mystery of not fully understanding but still wanting to seek God and this week we are continuing uh, thinking about the prayer course and if you went to a prayer course this week uh, you'll know it was all about listening to the God who speaks. I did smile when Hannah asked the children, you know, do, do you like sitting and listening and being quiet while somebody speaks to you for uh, a short while? <laughs> yes, Richard, we love it. We can't wait. Well, our ears are just, uh, no, I'm joking. Well, this morning we're thinking about listening to the God who speaks. Are you a, are you a good listener? Would, uh, would the people that know you say about you, this person, uh, they're, they're a good listener or not? I wonder, I wonder. Well, this morning we're thinking about listening in prayer. Mother Teresa says, God speaks in the silence of the heart. Listening is the beginning of prayer. Listening is actually the beginning of prayer. And Henry Newham says this, prayer is first of all listening to God. It's openness God is always speaking. He's always doing something. Prayer is to enter into that activity. Convert your thoughts into a prayer. As we are involved in unceasing in thinking, so we are called to in unceasing prayer. The difference is not that prayer is thinking about other things, but that prayer is thinking in dialogue. A conversation with God. So we're thinking about prayer as a conversation between friends. So far in the prayer course, really, we've been thinking about prayer as something that we do. Prayers that, you know, we've been thinking about how we do it, about what we do, about whether uh we get our prayers answered. But the focus, in a sense, has been on what we do when we're praying. And this week we are reminding ourselves that prayer is a two way conversation. Or it's supposed to be. Uh, very often, if we're honest, going back to being honest. Uh, Very often, prayer is a one-way conversation where we come to God and we speak to God and then we walk away. Some of you will have have experienced in in life, in conversations with other people, uh, the frustration of a one-way conversation, you know, when someone just comes and talks at you and they're not interested in, 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 in what you've got to say, they're just going to talk at you. And they might have questions in there. Uh, but they're not interested in your answers, they just want to speak at you. And it's quite exhausting and somebody walks away and you feel absolutely exhausted and you think, gosh, that wasn't really a conversation, that was like somebody preaching at me. It was like being at church on a Sunday morning. We've all had that experience. And and as we think about that experience we've had, uh, if, we can, if we can do that, just imagine what it must be like to God when his people come to him in prayer and, and, and kind of bring all of themselves and everything and just kind of let it all out and then don't wait for God to respond, they just walk away and then they perhaps come back again and and do exactly the same thing and we go through. So this week we're thinking about prayer as a conversation, as a two-way conversation and about our part in listening to what God might be saying to us. Um, So really we're thinking about listening to the voice, I don't know if anyone would actually admit that they, they, they watch this television program called The Voice. Steve, Stephen doesn't mind admitting to it. Uh, it's a Saturday night program, you know, uh, where people, but the, the, the unique thing about, it's not, they're not copying the X Factory, they don't have judges, we've got that, not, no, can't call them judges, gotta call them coaches, but the unique thing about The Voice, uh, if you've seen the program, is that somebody comes and sings, um, but they are singing to the coaches who have their backs to them so they can only use their ears. And they've got to make a judgment on what they hear. And if they like what they hear, they press a button and the chair turns round, and everybody uh, delights. But if they don't like what they hear, the chair doesn't turn around and the person sadly sidles off the stage very upset and everybody condoles them. Um, but it is very much about a program that's about listening to what's being heard and making a judgment on, on what they hear. And this morning, we're thinking very much about about listening to the voice. And of course, when I say the voice, I'm talking about the voice of Jesus, the voice of God. So that's what we're thinking about. And we, of course, uh, the thing said, listening, uh, the voice, hearing God in a noisy world. We do live in a very noisy world, don't we? And sometimes we complain that we can't hear what God is saying. Uh, and sometimes that's because we with there's so much noise going on around us, and we fill our lives with noise. Um, as a pastor, sometimes when I, I go to visit people, um, you know, it always interests me. Sometimes people leave the television on while you're having a conversation. It's interesting, that isn't it? That there's this there's this need, isn't there, to have this constant noise, even if you're not watching it? Uh, some people seem to find comfort in just having noise. Uh, And maybe we are a little bit afraid of silence because then that leaves us with our own thoughts and maybe leaves us alone with God. So, first thing I want to think about is, is, you know, being receptive to the voice. About being receptive to the voice. Uh, Jesus says, the sheep listen to his voice. The sheep listen to his voice. And of course, the image that is given is of Jesus as the good shepherd who speaks to the sheep and the sheep listen to his voice of course to listen we 've actually got to stop talking. Uh, sometimes i 've been in a situation, and you probably experienced this you know where where two people are talking at the same time because neither of them are prepared to stop speaking, so they 're kind of talking over one another. And again, that's not really a conversation, is it? Because neither of the people are listening. They're both talking because they think that what they have to say is so important. So if we want to hear from God, sometimes we have to actually stop talking and listen. Uh, James reminds everyone, should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. John Holberg, in his book, Uh, God is Closer Than You Think, says, Throughout history, those who have practiced God's presence most have insisted that they hear His voice. They have learned, so to speak, to program their minds to be constantly receiving the divine channel. So there's a sense in which we have to uh, train or program our mind to kind of. Do you remember the, anybody still got one of those old transistor radios? I like to listen to Talk Sport on on medium wave, and I, I brought a really cheap. I bought a really cheap radio because I had a really nice radio that I've had for years and years and years and it dropped and broke and I bought a a cheap one. And it's really difficult to tune in. I I sit there for ages with a little dial trying to get it to tune in to talk sport and it's difficult. Uh, And it's a bit like that with God. Sometimes we've really got to spend time kind of tuning in, really concentrating to hear what God is saying. So we need to be uh, receptive to the voice. Uh, the people of old. Uh, when we look in the in the Old Testament, God was always speaking. You notice that the Lord said to Abraham, God said to Moses, the Lord said to Joshua, the word of the Lord came to him. And uh, there's, we could find lots of more uh, examples of God speaking, and and that's great. But one of the problems is is the way that the the Bible records it is it makes it always. Oh, when I read it, it's you get the you get the impression that there's an audible voice that they hear, don't you? The, the way that it's written. And of course, the reality for us is, is sometimes people do hear audible voices and that's great and wonderful. But most of the time, it's kind of a voice in our head, isn't it? Um, that we really have got to tune in because there's all sorts of voices in our heads speaking. And of course, the most dominant, what's the most dominant voice in our head? Yeah, our own voice. Do you talk to yourself? Yeah, first sign of madness. <laughs> Second side of madness is hearing voices. <laughs> Third side of madness is claiming that that voice is God. No, but you know what I mean, don't you? You know it's okay for us to speak to God and say that we're speaking to God, but we people that claim that God is spoken to them. People tend to think they're kind of wacky and mad. But in the Old Testament, all the time we hear about God speaking to His people, uh, and it seems that that they seem to almost hear an audible voice, or the way they record it, it's like they were hearing an audible voice. God speaks all the time. The question is, are we listening? Are we tuned in? The sheep listen to his voice. So that's the first thing. We need to be receptive. And again, we've got to make sure those people that complain that they can't hear God, very often it's because we've drowned God's voice out. Maybe by our own voices, maybe by other voices um, that, are co- uh, that are trying to, cl- to clamour to get our attention. Uh, Rick Warren says, we often miss hearing God's voice simply because We aren't paying attention. We often miss hearing God's voice simply because we're not paying attention. So are we listening to God? Are we tuned in? Are we like those sheep that listen to the shepherd's voice? Jesus often said, doesn't he? He that have ears to hear, let him hear. After he'd spoken very often, after he said, explained a parable, he said, those who have ears, let them hear. And of course, last time I checked, I had two ears. Just check you got two ears. you got two ears, yeah? They're there somewhere. It might be under your hair. No hair. For no hair stopping my my hearing. The advantage of short hair is, you know, it doesn't stop your your hearing. Um, he who has ears, let him hear, Jesus says to his disciples. And again in, in Revelation, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And again in Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock, Jesus says. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will sup with him and he with me. So there's that idea that followers of Jesus need to have ears that are actually used for listening to his voice. So we need to be receptive to the voice. That's the first thing. The second thing is we need to recognize the voice. Because I said there's all sorts of voices that are clamouring for our attention. Uh, some people uh, will have voices that have spoken to them. And uh, they'll have stayed with them, you know. Sometimes people say things to us, and they stay with us, don't they? They can be very positive and good things, uh, encouraging things. But they can also be negative things. Um, I can remember my one one thing that stayed with me is, you know, uh, I often used to get in, in in kind of red ink. Why do teachers do that? in red ink? Why does it? it? Maybe to draw your attention to it. You know, could have could have tried harder. Uh, could have done better. Uh was something that was often written on on my work. You'll be surprised to hear. You'll be surprised to hear, I'm sure. Uh, but these voices, it, sta- it stayed with me from my childhood, that, hasn't it? Which is a shame, really, isn't it? So what about hearing God's voice? Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And again, the idea is this, this idea of, of the sheep knowing the shepherd's voice. Apparently... Uh, in Jesus' time, everyone would have realized what Jesus was talking about. Because, you see, we don't see shepherds, do we, now? We see some sheep on the hills, but you don't tend to see shepherds. And apparently what used to happen is the, the sheep was so familiar with the shepherd's voice. It didn't matter if all the sheep uh, from different shepherds went into the same pen and got all mixed up. The shepherd would simply come in the morning and call his sheep... And the sheep belonging to that shepherd would recognise his voice and follow the, the shepherd out of the pen. And different shepherds would just shout at the sheep and they would follow him because they recognised their shepherd's voice. And of course the, the idea is that as Jesus' followers that we will get used to recognising Jesus' voice as opposed to other voices That are trying to speak to us. They know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact they will run away from him. Why? Because they do not. They know his voice. But they do not recognise a stranger's voice. So if you heard this good shepherd's voice. Would you able to easily recognise it? Do you easily recognise. Ah that's God speaking to me. I recognise that voice. I wonder whether we do. Because the sheep follow him because they know his voice and that's why they follow him. How do we hear God's voice then? How do we train our ears? How do we become accustomed to be able to recognize when God is speaking, as opposed to us telling ourselves something? I was uh, in uh, Christchurch this week, uh, attending a funeral of a a good friend, and uh, we stayed in a a travel lodge overnight, and... uh, just at the car park to the travel lodge, there was a homeless guy sat there. And uh, a voice in my head, do, do, do you need a voice in your head, said, you know, offer him a drink, go and buy him a drink. And uh, I did, I went and bought the guy a drink, and he was, he was overjoyed and what have you. But you might say, well, that you don't need God's voice to tell you, but sometimes you actually hear a voice. I mean, I, I, I'm ashamed to say I've walked past many homeless people and done nothing about it. But on that particular occasion, I just I, it was almost as if I felt like there was a voice in my head saying, you know, you, I just saw the stream of people walking past and you know what they light just sat there. He wasn't, he wasn't asking for anything. And sometimes I wonder whether we do miss those opportunities because we're just not tuned in, we're so busy that we don't hear God actually trying to communicate something to us. How easily do we recognise do we hear God's voice? Do we hear it on a regular basis? Do we make time in our busy schedules to actually listen to what God might be saying to us? Learning to recognise God's voice, thoughts that come from God. Well, thoughts that come from God, how do we know? Well, they'll always be in line with Scripture. Uh, you know, God won't God won't tell us to do something that is opposed to what Scripture says. All those voices that, that we carry around with them. Of course, some of them are, are negative voices and some of them are positive voices. The, the, the voice of God is a, is a positive voice in us. Thoughts that come from God are in line with the fruits of the Spirit. They move us towards love and joy and peace and patience. And uh, we recognize God's voice. Uh, God's voice, you know, when, when Jesus was baptized, uh, apparently those around heard the voice of God from the heavens saying, this is my son whom I love. And uh, that's what God says to us. He speaks to us words of love and encouragement. Of course, there are other voices that we hear in our head that are negative, uh, that tell us that we're not good enough, uh, that tell us that we're not worthy enough, that tell us that that we're no good at anything. And, and, And those voices sometimes do battle within us, don't we? And that's why we need to learn to discern the voice of God. Because God won't tell you that he doesn't love you. God won't tell you that you're not good enough. Uh, In fact, Jesus, when he talks about being the good shepherd, he, he talks about going and laying down his life for the sheep to make them good enough and acceptable. So... Recognizing God's voice, you'll, you'll be familiar, no doubt, with the story of uh, the call of Samuel. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. But in that story, it's quite comical, isn't it, if you know the story. Samuel's in bed, isn't he, sleeping. And he, and he obviously hears somebody shouting his name. And he keeps running into Eli, doesn't he? So he said to Samuel, and Eli eventually... Doesn't, even Eli doesn't recognize exactly what's happening. He's saying, no, it's not me, go back to bed. And eventually he says to Samuel, go to sleep, and if you're called, reply, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. And Samuel went to sleep in the place. The Lord came and stood there, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel answered, speak for your servant is listening. Samuel had to learn and be taught how to recognize that God was speaking to him. And, uh, and we see that played out in that amusing little incident in 1 Samuel chapter 3 speak Lord your servant is listening, the problem is very often we kind of turn that round don't we, we say listen Lord your servant is speaking uh, whereas we'd be better uh, memorising this verse, speak Lord for your servant is listening and then of course you have to pause you have to wait to hear God's voice and to do that of course we need to make time And we're all busy people and we've not got a lot of time. And, uh, you know, to, to hear God speaking, we need to create spaces and time in our prayer life to be able to listen to God's response. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So learning to discern God's voice is what we need to do. We need to recognize amongst all the voices that are clamoring for our attention, even those voices that are going on in our side, our head. We have to learn to recognize when God is speaking. Because otherwise we miss out on what God might be wanting to say to us. And then thirdly and finally, it's about how we respond to the voice. How do we respond when God does speak? When he was brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. His sheep follow him. So they follow him because they know his voice. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them. And they follow me. So the response when we hear God's voice, of course, is to follow. To follow what Jesus says. To follow where Jesus leads us. So we need to train our minds to respond to hearing and listening to God's voice. Being a follower of Jesus is described in terms of recognizing and obeying the voice of God. Being a follower of Jesus is is described in terms of recognizing and obeying the voice of Jesus. So how do we respond to the voice? I don't know if you're familiar with the film A Beautiful Mind, where Russell Crowe plays uh, John Nash, a uh, great film, uh, a brilliant mind, a fantastic mind, wins a Nobel Prize, uh, but this guy suffers from uh, paranoia. And the problem is that he hears voices in his head, and, the, and in, in the film we are uh, given that uh, sort of inside and, and we, we're allowed to, to hear the voices that he hears and see the things that he hears. And one of the, the things that uh, John Nash was able to do was to train his mind to be able to recognize whether they were real voices. He says we all hear voices, we just have to decide which ones we are going to listen to. We all hear voices, we just have to decide which ones we're going to listen to. Training a man to respond to God's voice. Uh, You say, whatever, whatever. That's the the popular thing to say, isn't it? Whatever. But if we read scripture, scripture, of course, has a whatever, doesn't it? Uh, Whatever is true. uh, Whatever is noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. This is, of course, from uh, Philippians 4, verses 8 to 9. Paul says, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. When we concentrate, when we constantly are reading God's word and filling our minds with the words of God, we're much more likely to be in tune with what God is saying. If we're constantly looking and reading God's word and reminding ourselves, that's why it's a good idea when we're praying to to pray with our Bibles open. And even to pray with our eyes open. So that we can hear what God is saying. Because the most way that God will speak to us is through scripture. The most common way that God speaks to us is through his word. When we read his word. uh, Sometimes words jump out at the page. Have you ever had that experience of reading a passage? And the words jump out and as if God is speaking directly to you. And It's a great experience, a wonderful feeling that God is actually speaking to us. And that's what happens. So think about things. Think about God's word. uh, Meditate on God's word. And uh, you will find that God speaks to you. We've got to be listening for God's word. And the only way we can do that is by reading it. So we respond to the voice of God. We respond by listening to what God says and then putting it into practice. Our job, says John O'Berg, is to be ruthless about saying yes when we believe God is speaking to us. Every time we do, we will get a little bit more sensitive to hearing him the next time. It's interesting that, isn't it? When we respond to what God says, when we, when we put into practice, uh, it does actually become easier because we learn to recognise that voice. We hear that voice and we recognise the distinct tones. It's a little bit like, you know, when you know somebody really well, uh, you know, you hear their voice sometimes before you see them. Or if somebody phones up on the on the, on the telephone and you answer, they don't need to say who it is because you recognise the voice straight away. And uh, that's how we want it to be with God, so that we recognise His voice. And when we say yes to God, um, it becomes a little bit easier to hear Him next time because we we're, we're exercising our minds and getting them in line with what Jesus and God wants us to do. So we need to know his voice. We need to be like sheep that recognize the shepherd's voice and that follow, that listen to what he says and follow. So the voice, are you hearing God in this noisy world? Uh, It would be great, wouldn't it, to to hear people's testimonies. And again, you know, we've still got another week and it would be great. Next week will be the final week in this series on, on prayer. And it'd be lovely if people could share anything from the course. This is an invitation for next week. You know, if you felt that you've learned something through the prayer course or you've heard God speaking, uh, there will be an opportunity next week for people just to share uh, short testimonies of anything that they've learned about prayer or any experience that they've had. So come along next week, uh, willing. But wouldn't it be great if we went away this week having thought about listening to God and uh, if somebody could come back next week saying well i, I heard what you said and i thought well i'm going to try this and uh, wouldn't it be wonderful if if people were queuing up to say well amazingly it worked i actually made space and god spoke and this is what he said and i'd love it if we just had a queue of people so that there was hardly any time left for me to speak just people saying god spoke to me because that would encourage other people to actually Give it a go.